Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. I'm James Jacobson. Joining us are the authors of the book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide, Dr. Damian Dressler and Dr. Susan Edinger. The question that we get a lot, when should I see a veterinary oncologist? I'm going to throw this question to you, Dr. Edinger, in New York, since you are a veterinary oncologist. When should someone see a vet oncologist and I guess the other question is why? Well, that's a great question. I think you should come and see an oncologist as soon as the diagnosis of your pet's cancer has been confirmed by your regular veterinarian. Okay, now I know Dr. Dressler, not everyone chooses to go uh, the route of a traditional, you know, the traditional things in terms of chemotherapy and radiation. Do you have any thoughts about, you know, when it's appropriate to see a vet oncologist? Is it all the time? Are there certain situations when uh, you would or you would not? What, what are your thoughts? Well, it is a really good question. And one of the fundamental skills that we talk about in dealing with dog cancer is really becoming an advocate for your pet and being a real guardian. And a big piece of guardianship is decision making and you can't make good decisions unless you have information. You need to gather the information. And an oncologist is really very, very skilled at giving you information concerning in particular chemotherapy and radiation and in some cases surgery. So if you're contemplating using those treatments, which are the conventional treatments for dog cancer, you should at least try to see an oncologist so you can get the information to arm yourself to make a good decision concerning the well-being of your dog. You may now, also want to... Oh, go, go ahead, Jim. Well, I was going to say, Dr. Edinger, what happens uh, usually... I mean, I know every case is different, but what happens usually the first time a, a, a client or a patient comes in? What do you normally go through? Well, you know, we get a good history of the pet and um, when the symptoms are of this cancer um, were first noticed by the owner, when the bump was noticed or when it was picked up on x-rays or some sort of imaging. We do a complete physical exam just like the regular veterinarian, but then we're really going to talk to the owners about the biopsy, about the diagnosis of cancer, and we can make some, you know, generalizations of how this beha cancer behaves. Is it a malignant cancer? Is it going to spread? And one of the real things that's super important is to figure out has it spread type at time of diagnosis. So for different cancers, it may be different, but we may do some chest x-rays or CT scans or ultrasounds that are going to help us, you know, figure out has the cancer spread and then what are the recommendations after that point. Now, Dr. Attinger, I understand that there are approximately 200 or, or less uh, oncologists, veterinary oncologists in North America. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I think it's what about... Happens if you, what happens if you're in a... Well, how, do you know what the number is? I, I think it's about 300. 300, okay. Yep. What happens if you're in a community uh, where there isn't an oncologist nearby? Yeah, and unfortunately, that's a, a common problem in certain parts of the country. It's less of a problem in the urban areas where there may be uh, more oncologists. Um, you can go to acvm.org, and there's a little um, tab where you can try to find a specialist near you, and you can put in your state or your zip code, and it can at least tell you um, what oncologist may be near you. Uh, in other parts of the country, you may need to turn to an internist, uh, an inter internal medicine specialist. Um, in those areas where there is not an oncologist, they often become pretty savvy and have, um, you know, um, can be a good source, re referral source for you for that situation. Okay. Dr. Dresser, any uh, final thoughts on, on when to see an oncologist? 
Well, again there, the bottom line is when you're contemplating chemotherapy, when you're contemplating radiation, and in many cases surgery, it's always useful to get all of the information you need. And don't forget that we have a wide variety of different tools in our toolbox for dealing with dog cancer. Diet, supplements, brain chemistry modification, life quality enrichment, all of these various things, and we need to use a full spectrum approach so that we can maximize the outcome and uh, get the benefit of the use of each of these different tools, and the benefit is very real. Okay, Dr. Dressler in Hawaii, Dr. Edinger in New York, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. For more information on dog cancer, visit dogcancervet.com. Do they ever use radiation to treat transitional cell carcinoma in the bladder? Well, Heather's oncologist is recommending it, but her friends haven't ever heard of it. So is it a good recommendation? Right now on Dog Cancer Answers, Dr. Megan Duffy is talking about the use of radiation in TCC and how to speak frankly with your veterinary oncologist. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast.